STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Here we go, we're back. Howdy do everybody. Welcome to the latest STC pod start to continue podcast. I only say this because Joe warned me not to do any kind of intro. I told you not to do this. This is not what we are. Ridiculous. Not what we are. Why, why is it unacceptable to tell people, especially new listeners, what they, what they have, what they've stumbled upon? Well, one, I know there is no new listeners. Two. This is just supposed to be a conversation between you and me, like no one else is here. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I forgot our mission statement. Is okay, our mission no statement's uh, not to care? Is that what it is? I can't remember. Or is that my mission hmm. statement? Do not care. Good thing you uh, you woke me up with that tweet that you sent me cussing at me to get on online no i wouldn't send you a tweet because i know you don't answer those or uh sorry text message as most of the community has discovered the last couple of weeks i have my twitter notification turned off why are you like some no superstar I that need, can't be bothered because uh, i don't need my phone going off every second like and then my wife wonders what's going on why is your phone every second why is your phone diddling at you because he is this superstar and you know, if he gets these notifications next, he's opening up the, the new mall on I 49 and ribbon cutting at the new school, the new, uh, is that would go through your head fish and tackle shop opening. Yes, that would be me. <laughs> oh, I was, no, I was just... sleeping on the couch, man. Good thing you did passed out watching the Jays game. Why even bothering at this point? Because true fans watch all 162 games. True fans sleep through all of them. I'm. It's late and I'm tired. It's nine o'clock. <laughs> I should be sleeping. Nine o'clock. Instead, I'm sucking back some of these uh, wine candies that uh, left over from my camping trip. How long do these stay in your stomach before they finally get dissolved? Yeah, you should eat as many as you can. Love it. Get get fatter, Let's Joe. See what happens. Get fatter. That, that we know that's not going to happen with your miracle metabolism. Don't be a hater. I am thirsty well, though. I got to be a little bit. Let jealous me grab a. Let me grab a beverage here. Yeah, go ahead. Take your time. That's what the listeners want to hear sauntering over to your deep freeze industrial refrigerator there you go. are you calling uh are you calling your maid to bring it over to you no i, not I wheeled my chair back two feet to the fridge there we go well let's uh let's recap uh we're here at episode 145 last episode was a pretty spectacular giant event that no one saw coming we had uh we combined the podcast our podcast and the transformers and beer podcast into one 
and had a big crossover simultaneous release on both feeds. You, you didn't have to whisper people, when you said Transformers and beer. You can shout that out with pride. I, I did. Let me tell you. People were confused. They were, was this an STC episode or was this a Transformer? Like, was Am a guest on our show? No, it was all a joint episode. It fed out on both. I think it went over well. Were you happy was, with nah, it? I, I was happy, but... Um, nah. <laughs> what, no, what a guy. the audio with... Uh, anytime we do more than two people on one mic, just never seems to work for some reason. Well, did you listen back to it? Because actually, I got in there and tinkered a little bit. I know. You diddled with the audio. And... Um, oh, it's just... One person is always a little bit quieter for some reason. Well, you know, that's if you go in there and, and tinker with it, you can kind of fix that a little bit. Did you, okay. The question remains, did you listen back to it to see what you're complaining about? Uh, yeah, brief, not, not the whole show, but I did briefly listen to parts of it. Yes. What was published? I'm, I'm saying no. Not that well, so there you go. Maybe it was perfect. Not the uh, oh, okay. Well, then ignore what I just said. It was excellent record. That was one where um, you were over at my house along with my co host, M. I think that's the uh, second time ever there's been. There was that first one where it was uh, you, Buried on Mars, Dean, myself. Was there someone else there at that one? Whoa. Um, <laughs> well, I definitely don't want to leave anyone out, but I think there's just four of us. Was it just four? I felt like there was one more. You had to bring this up, right? So we look like complete assholes. Assholes. If we forget somebody, uh, maybe it was just the four of us. I don't remember. There's a picture taken Four? it's for Dean's birthday when he was down. <laughs> Why you got to do this to us? I don't remember. Why you do that to us? Uh, can you move your phone away from the microphone, please? Your Samsung. Because it gives off irradiation. I, th I thought they figured this out by now. How to not make that happen. That's good now. And then, um, yeah, so that was oh. the first time. And then this was the, the second ever multi-podcast at one location record. You mean the first time recording at your house with multiple people? Is that what you're saying? No, it was the second time. The first one was like you, me, Dean, Baird and Mars, maybe someone else. Right, that's what you're saying. <laughs> you're saying it was the first time I'm... Okay, I got the picture here. Who's there? It was four of us. Oh, okay, good. It was four of us. I would have felt bad if we had left someone out. Where's my camera? Felt like there you go. The ballers. Oh yeah, the baller episode. Episode number ninety-nine, if anyone wants to listen to it. A lot of the STC listeners noticed that uh a, a fair fair uh change in Joe's temperament for that recording. Uh do you do you remember anything like that? No one mentioned anything to me. <laughs> well, how good you? that you don't answer anybody. What are you referring to? 
Well, it's just interesting how people picked up on subtle differences from a, a regular STC recording and a TMB recording, especially if they haven't heard a TMB recording oh, before. I see. They got professional Joe. What is? Is that what it is, or respectful Joe? I, I don't know. It's something mm. something along those lines. <laughs> what are you, What are you trying to uh, suggest or insinuate? I'm just trying to figure it out. That's I'm very respectful. People want to know. Very respectful to you. Very respectful. I like that shirt that yeah. you're wearing. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Are you going to be wearing that at the Barry Game Exchange coming up this Sunday, hosted by Nintendo Hodge, held up in Barry? Everyone from the Cartridge Club will be coming. Oh, I think I have to represent our show, don't we? Yeah. Like one of us has to. Well, can I borrow an STC shirt that you have and I'll wear it? Why the hesitation? Like, why are you just looking at me? Because what are what are those muscles going to do to my shirt? Just I'll still be going to hulk out in them. In it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Got to poke fun at me. I, we're going to have to rip a new little an easement in the neck for your massive neck. I'll, I'll just do what uh, Will does. I'll cut off the arm sleeves and then take a little scissor and do a little snip down the middle V. Yeah. Okay. I'll throw on a sure. Gold, let's do that. I'll throw on a gold chain and that's it. I'm popping. What is the reason why you actually don't have your own right now? Because I know there was definitely lots of conversation about uh, it. It's a financial reason why I don't have an STC shirt. <laughs> is it? Yep. What about the the creative uh, reasons? Because you you had big plans. Oh, there's big lots ambitions. of. Uh, I've got lots of uh, drafts in work in the works. That's as far as I've been able to get to due to my busy schedule. Oh my God. Okay. Of, uh, Busy schedule. Doing things. Well, part of uh, one of the new um, things you'll be hearing coming out from uh, this podcast and others in the community will be moving a lot of our merch to a new site and it's going to be all very exciting. Lots of new stuff. What? Mm. Mm. I'm just hearing about this. Tickle. I mean, a little tickle, tickle there. My- undercarriage tell me more i mean tell the listeners more about our masterful plan that we can just together it's just something to look forward to there's lots of lots of magic to happen in the coming months mm. lots of excitement so uh hopefully we'll get some new designs out there and it'll be on a new site that hopefully will be more uh economical for everybody and uh Allow them to get some more, get some more uh, STC merch. Is this part of your uh, stonecutters meeting that I'm not allowed to, to be a part of? Look, I don't know what you're talking about when you refer to that, but show me your stonecutters. We've talked about it. We've had our meetings, you and me, about uh, hmm. where we're moving forward and uh, the excitement to come in the future. Oh, so fuck, maybe one day I'll be allowed to join the stonecutters group there <laughs> with you guys. Well, maybe if you turned on your notifications. Maybe if you guys weren't uh, racist to Italians, I could join. <laughs> that must be what it is. The, the, the new Stonecutters Club. No Italians. Listen, there is at least two conversations happening on Twitter that are private. Yeah. Multiple people discussions that revolve around Joe 
and he does not answer them. I can't follow that conversation. That big, massive one that uh, one, what's his name? Curtis put out. Can't follow what's going on there. (laughs) No, it's so hard. It's so hard. People are like, well, we got to wait until we hear from Joe. No. What are are we waiting on? We're all good. Just put it out. We're all good. I told you, I can't follow that stuff. And then there was another conversation. There's another conversation specifically about you. Mm, and no, uh, I don't think so. Nothing. I, I, have to, I have to set everything up. Can you talk to Joe about this? Can you do this with Joe? Can you find out uh, what Joe's doing here? It's madness. I'm your secretary. But it's all part of your design. Is this master manipulator? I don't like communicating through Twitter. I, I just, I'll give you my phone number. Uh, direct text message me. That's how it works. Ooh. Text messages are free across Canada or North America, aren't they? Okay. Everybody take Ooh. a look on uh, stcpod.com where we will be posting Joe's no. phone number. You got to contact me directly. Panel. And then if you're, but <laughs> if you're part of the, the circle, I'll give you my uh, text or my cell this number. makes no sense. You will not answer the original reach out to you. I can't find it. Cause I don't know what you guys are really talking about. Brilliant. You show See me how this works. People. This is what happens. He is when, a master. When you and I are apart for four weeks and don't get to hug and cuddle each other at work. This is what happens. Someone gets left out of the loop. Yeah. I'm not managing you for four weeks. So when I see you on yeah. Saturday or Sunday, that big hulking bear frame of yours is going to get the big squeeze. <laughs> chomp oh, down. yeah. Chomp you miss me that much. Yours. Yep. <laughs> Fucking bite your tits off. Oh, man. So, yeah, what, what Joe is alluding to is this is the giant weekend Berry Game Exchange, August. What is it? 13, 2017. Yep. Uh, Uh, Of course, the Berry Game Exchange is the largest video game swap. What are we saying? Uh, Definitely Canada. North America at this point? Well, biggest in North America, maybe. I never have alluded to the term biggest, but I always say the best. And as I like to quote my co-host, Bill... F you Waterloo, as Bill likes to say, suck on my taint. No. <laughs> a direct quote I've heard that. come from your lips. Lick my brown. Okay. Lick my brown eye, Waterloo. You are a shat. Another quote from Bill. Hmm. Mm, nope. I would not I don't think so. Piss on you if you were on fire, Waterloo. Another quote from Bill. <laughs> mm, no, I've. I've been, uh, I've patronized Waterloo a couple times now. It's fine. It's I believe, fine. It's not- I believe your finest quote was, I would not tell you what I'm going to shoot if my penis was in your mouth. <laughs> Is that a quote from you? Yeah, Taste my goo, Waterloo. Oh, he's on fire, folks. He's so proud of himself right now. Well, I'll, you should go on the road with I'll that. All direct quotes from Bill. You and Gilbert Gottfried should co-bill on a tour. Mm. Sounds you pretty love good. Let me use your material. Those were all directly from Bill's lips. 
anyways, we are so happy to uh, embrace all of these Cartridge Club folks that are coming from across the continent to make it to the small town of Barrie for this game swap. Got people coming from all over. Have you told the mayor of Barrie? Uh, places like... Oh, yeah, someone should have. Mm. I'm going to say, you know, we have people coming from places like uh, uh, Wisconsin. We've got Joe, uh, where's, where's Wisconsin? Listen, we've got the Q Dogs coming all the way from the west coast of Portland. It's Mighty Q Dog and Mrs. Q Dog. We've got Musty Hobbit coming all the way from the windy city of uh, Chicago. We got uh, Rocket he lives Sauce. In, he lives in Chicago? Yeah, he lives in Chicago. Rocket Sauce is coming where, from... Where is uh, Chicago? South of Toronto. Southwest. <laughs> Rocket Sauce is coming from uh, Kentucky. <laughs> uh, P1 and his uh, lovely fiance are coming from east coast of Canada. Charlottetown. Where is... What about uh, Charlottetown, yeah? Uh, where's Julian Vega coming from? He is coming from mm, Texas. I want to say Texas. Yeah. Steer town. Bring some of that Texas steer up with Because of the name of Julian Vega. Where else would you be coming from? Uh, who else? Was that it? What about the, uh, the video game collectaholic? Oh, um, where's he coming from? Where's coming from? Oh, geez. I can't remember. No? No. Is he Jersey? Jersey, sure. It's it's better. I don't know where everyone actually lives. It's my imagination. It makes it seem way more exciting. What about, uh, what about our good buddy Creepleet? Where's he come from? Creepleet? Uh, Josh lives in Ontario. Well, okay. I'm not wrong. That's Somewhere in Ontario. I think he's from, uh, is he hmm, Hamilton? I want to say Hamilton. Sure. No, not Hamilton. That's too far South. I don't remember. Don't forget. Uh, um, we got like a Canadian retro coming retro pixel. And, uh, one of the hugest stars of the cartridge club, J rock, the game rocker will be coming out of isolation. Wow. To make a big showing. I bought a record today and it made me think of him. You remember where J rocks coming from? He's from Hamilton. Oh shit. I think he got one. He I got, got right. one. I got him all right. Woo. It'd be nice to see him. Um, one of these days I would love to do, I would love to have a visual where we put this on YouTube and I, I, uh, we, we do geography with Joe. We got a map and pointers and cities and on pins and he's got to pin the city on the map. Like that'd be good times. It's sort of irrelevant unless you really have to go there. Why do I need to know? Hmm. Right. Where, where have you know, when I was, uh, when I was a younger man, I used to love traveling around, rambling around. I called it, you know what? I got to go ramble. Yeah. 
Got to get in my vehicle. You should ramble around. And, uh, catch the local train. Drives by the farm there. Hop on legally and uh, yep. travel Canada. Yep, exactly. So did you ever have that itch just to, you know, head out to another city? In Canada? Quebec or something? No. Yeah. yeah. Shitty Quebec. <laughs> you just uh, wrote off a whole province. What? I just wrote, wrote off a whole province. Yep, okay. Fuck them. I don't like them. Uh, the only place I really ever wanted to go to was British Columbia, and I've done that. Oh, you did? Yep. When did that happen? When I was a younger man. Of course, I went with my parents, so it's not like I was uh, free-balling it and just yeah. doing whatever I wanted, but we flew out there, rented a car. Yeah, that and, doesn't count. And uh, drove around count. for a couple of weeks. That doesn't count. Sorry, man. My parents I mean, don't I'm, let me just get on a train and just travel all over like that. How much time uh, did you have in your life where you weren't living with your parents nor with uh, like a live-in girlfriend or something? I don't what is the remember. time frame? <laughs> what is the exact time frame? Joe was on his own as a happy-go-lucky bachelor on the on the run. One year. When you weren't in college. Um, my memory <laughs> is failing me. I cannot recall this. Uh, this is, this is why Joe has lived this life of being managed. Cause someone's got to be looking after this guy all the time. Oh, well, I think I could take Say care of my me. Walt myself pretty well. I don't need someone. I know what to do. I know how to cook. <laughs> I know how to clean. Yeah. When, yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, should we move on with the show? Has that been enough, uh, enough bullshit for now? You ready? You ready to move on? To what? Get into some real stuff. Like what? Well, we're going to talk about uh, what we've been doing. I've had two major theater experiences in the last week. We'll talk about that. Joe's been on vacation now for about uh -oh. two months. I we'll smell a commercial that. break coming up. And uh, lots more to look forward to. We'll be right back we'll after be right this. back after these messages. Do, 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 do. This is where I put in the commercial. If I remember, if not, you gotta, you gotta remember. We look, look like dummies when you forget. I think people expect it. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Has, has there been a new one made? I, I think I haven't looked. There was supposed to be. Hmm. There was supposed to be. I gotta get. I gotta start making some. Yeah, that would be nice. Hmm. But we can't use our own in our own show. That's that's a rule. We have to have uh, yeah, that's fine. a new voice in the. Uh, that's fine. I'm getting my sexy sounds out there for some other people to use. Hey guys, Dean Lasagna here from Round Two Gaming, and I wanted to quickly jump in to let you know about one of my favorite gaming podcasts, Block Talk. 
Miles, Chris, and Catherine put on a fantastic show for you each and every month, covering theme topics ranging from puzzle games and escape rooms to gaming aspirations and best of moments. Whether you're into video games or board games or card games, I guarantee you'll find that geek culture enjoyment you're looking for. Hilarious hosts, witty banter, top-notch quality, flock talk from the Flock of Nerds crew. Check them out on iTunes or head on over to www.cartridgeclub.org to join in the fun. And we're back. Yeah. Yay. Let me tell you, there is lots of stuff going on in our uh, little community here in the next little while. There's going to be a major video production put out at some point. I can't say when yet. Maybe it's already out. Who knows? But uh, that's going to be something very crazy. And I hope everyone likes it. And um, yeah, I, I, can't, I don't know what to say about it. Mm. You know what to say about it? I think it'll be any good. I don't even know if I want to watch it. The our contribution might be a little bit scary to watch. That's all. That's what I'm that's what I'm referring to. I don't want to see myself. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. That's not what you told me. Why's your phone buzzing? Turn your phone on vibrate or get it off the desk. (laughs) Who could possibly we are so close to everyone? It's not. It's uh, the it's conversations on the socials because everyone is getting ready for their huge trip. Oh my gosh! Just do what I would do. Last minute, throw a bunch of shit in the bag and just leave. And if you forgot anything, too bad. Just bring a wad of cash. That's all you need. Money will get you anything in Barry. Let me tell you. I know. I've been there. giant trips ahead of them they have like nine hours in vehicles yeah you just drive straight like a machine <laughs> i could drive from chicago to barry straight no sleep you couldn't you can't yeah you can't drive the 20 minutes home from work yeah so what are you talking about cruise control nothing's happened yet dude <laughs> uh, so you've been on vacation You've been back from your little camping excursion, which we heard about last week. Did we hear about it? Mm, wasn't much yeah, to say. We didn't. Didn't run into any bears this year. So aside from that, I should have shown you a picture I took of how many people were up there. Let me see if I can pull it up on my phone while I got you here. Because thats I think that's the only thing I didn't mention or show the ridiculousness of the, uh, the amount of people. Well, um, Joe doesn't just go to any, uh, campground. He goes to a national park. Where did you go up in Algonquin? Yeah, Algonquin. I don't know if you can see that. Can you see that? That's a portion of the people that were up there for the week. That's like one night at the campfire. That's your party. Yep. Okay. He's showing me a picture of like 25 people around a campfire. I, I thought you'd just go to be <sighs> on your own with the family, not uh, have a giant. Is it an Italian thing that no, the clan is, all always her congregates? Oh, it's all her family. Hmm. Um, yeah. So aside from that, camping was good. And then uh, did they up the cottage? Well, describe, <laughs> describe Algonquin Park. Algonquin is green. It's a big park, multi, uh, multi 
campgrounds located all throughout it. Tons of hiking trails, but tons of biking trails. It's, it's like the deep woods is what, what, what it's supposed to be like. It right? is a full fledged. I've never been to Yellowstone national park. I'm assuming it's kind of big. Uh, Algonquin would be on the scale of probably like Yellowstone. You've got canoe, you got lakes up there. You can go canoeing, you can go hiking, you can go, uh, camping in the, in deep into the woods. You can portage, you can do anything you want there pretty much camping wise. Yes. There's stores in the park. There's, there's one major highway that runs through east and west and, um, guaranteed to see moose or bears. You did see one moose and, uh, yeah, it's in the, the heart of, uh, Northern Ontario, I guess. Right. Hmm. So from the sounds of it, what you're describing is actually getting a little bit built up with, uh, lots of. Um, stuff for people now. It's not as off the tracks as it used to be. I don't know. know. No, as as far as I can remember, it's been all the same, the same facilities that I mentioned, like nothing's been added or. or Well, do you tour off the track? Do you like. I've got gear. I've got a lake. Nobody's been. I've got gear to do that, but I've never done it because I've never had friends that have been willing to do it. But uh, if you want, if you want to park or. If you want to go uh, camping, it's in your Ontario. That's probably the park to do it. Did you have hydro on your site? Uh, we we did have power on our site only because we've got the two younger kids and we borrowed a friend's trailer. So we plugged in the trailer just so we could have lights for the kids at nighttime. Oh, and Algonquin was also um, uh, one of the major areas of inspiration for the famous Canadian painting group, group of seven. And it's actually the main lake. There is where Tom Thompson, uh, uh, reportedly drowned as well. They've got, uh, a fake marker for his gravestone there. Mm-hmm. And if you were a, a Canadian student taking an art class at any time in high school, you learned about the group of seven for sure. Uh, yep. That's for sure. Can you name me? You already said Tom Thompson. Can you name another? Oh, shit. Uh, nope. It's, it's skipping me right now, man. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, that was mean. (laughs) Tom Thompson. Ah, fuck. That's bothering me now, man. Who else was there? You know, you know, a, a, a big collector group of seven stuff is Steve Martin. He's made several trips to, uh, Ontario here to, to buy up stuff and look at their, uh, look at, uh, the group seven museum. What's it called? The, uh, the Mick, uh, Oh, the Mick Michael art gallery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to say. I've only been there twice. <laughs> Oh yeah. Franklin Carmichael, Lauren Harris, A.Y. Jackson. That's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. I think Steve Martin buys up all the, the Harris stuff. Yeah. He loves that guy. Yeah. We've got one of their paintings. In, well, one of their prints, I should say. 
but it's one mm-hmm. of my favorites. It's that one that everyone buys. It's, uh, I don't know, fucking windy something. It's a shot the, the, the lone pine on the cliff. I forget who did it. Was that yeah. Tom Thompson? That's called the Jack pine by Tom Thompson painted in 1916. Mm, let me see. I'm telling you, it is. No, I'm on it right now. Let me see. I'm on it. Mm. And I was, uh, I was admiring that, that uh, print in your dining room, which uh, towers over the velvet draped. That's right. Um, table. Anyway, that's enough of a uh, group of seven there. Well, I always remember a uh, painting called fire over Algoma. Because my art teacher, which I had every year in high school, I took art, visual art for every year in high school, a well, big burly Welshman with a giant uh, beard of white. And he'd tug on his beard and he'd show slides of these. And he was always particular with that one. He'd go, this is fire over Algoma. And uh, show the slide. And me and my buddies would remember that and always chirp that to each other on random times fire over alcohol you ever try to touch you <laughs> no but uh you know we all have uh, teachers we'll always remember through high school and he was definitely one of them he's a great yep. guy mine would, mr grime mine would be my english teacher mr pender pendar big tall guy shaved head little uh, beard and he always used to tug on it very passionate very passionate very passionate man uh in regards to the english english literature i guess i should say let's not uh (laughs) let's not start thinking of things there people no of course not but yeah you know uh, we had one art teacher in the in the entire school so he taught us every single year it was it was great it was good stuff um, so yeah, that was it for your camping trip. No bears. Uh, you didn't drop your phone. You still uh, had uh, cell phone service though, right? Oh yeah. They, still, that's uh, actually the one thing, sorry, they have improved on. It used to be very hit or miss and now it's pretty consistent. If you're in one of the, one of the, uh, the campground sites along the highway within the park, uh, cell phone service has greatly been improved on which is nice because I had uh, fancy baseball to take care of, which I tied. I tied yeah. that week. Thank goodness. No, I won. Sorry. You're not too busy for that. Whoop the ass on that one. Well, that's a matter of you just, you guys say you're your not too busy for that. Cause you just set your team in the morning and then that's it. You could just answer your Twitter notifications in the morning. And that'd be it. Here it is here. I found the tombstone to the memory of Tom Thompson, artist, woodsman, and guide who drowned in canoe Lake, July 8th, 1917. I will be going up once more this year. My buddy that I borrowed the trailer from is, uh, he's going up for a week with his uh, son. So if I can swing it on a day off of work, I'm going to go up and bring my bike and we're going to do a couple uh, biking trails. And, um, there's a couple deserted railway tracks that have been removed and changed into paths. So I'm going to take those on the bike and do some hiking trails and stuff like that. You know what? That 
Sounds fun. Just saying. That's what I like to do, man. Just saying. That would sound very exciting and a uh, fun activity to do. Just saying. That would be fun. Yep. Just saying. With you and your buddy that I also know, that would be a good time. I don't think you know him. That's does sound fun. That is sounds like a good time. Sounds like some good male time to have there for a certain amount of people. Mm. Two or maybe three males would be good times there. Sounds be fun. You know, sounds like you're gonna have fun. I can appreciate that. Is anybody else feeling a hint? <laughs> Apparently not. Um uh, so what did I do? What have yeah. I been up to? I missed you, man. What have you been up to? Fucking, for wondering. Give you a big squeeze when I see you. I actually took in the theater experience, the cinema in the theater twice. You went to a live theater show twice? <laughs> no. Oh. A cinema. Cinematic oh. experience. Heaven forbid, I forgot. You 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 shun the live theater. No, I I I will you hate I live theater. I know that. No. No, that's not true. I, I used to. Uh, I've been to Stratford for some Shakespeare, or some uh, some Shaw, Bernard Shaw. It's happened. Anyways, um, took the kids to see the Spider-Man movie. Okay, the newest non-spoilers non because I have not seen it. Can you, can so you I spoil it for me? Yeah, of course, non-spoiler. I think you've heard the uh, the grumblings out there that people are happy with this movie. I have heard that. Yes. Okay. So I do not be happy with this movie compared to all the previous Spider-Man movies, which have been trash. Well, the, the original, uh, Raimi films, trash. fuck Raimi uh, garbage still stand on their own as particularly film one and two, two no. being uh, practically perfect, uh, movie. If you're high, Spider-Man two, if you're high on drugs, especially the extended edition, I can't recommend that enough. This is where I will compare this latest film. You know, think about those movies, but uh, I will agree. It was, it was a fun time. It was a good adventure as a lifelong Spider-Man fan. I had to swallow a couple bitter pills and make compromises with my own faith in the Spider-Man story because they take, uh, uh, liberties, I guess. Well, you know, I'll compare this one to the Sam Raimi movies. Cause I love those. And I won't even think about the middle ones. Oh, just dump a hole. What'd you do? Spot, spot <laughs> something on the table. <laughs> That's good. Never mind. May will clean it up. So yeah, I had to, uh, I had to make compromises with my own faith in Spider-Man and, uh, you know, because they took their own liberties, but they, they took a lot of stuff that's been written about Spider-Man all through the years and picked what they wanted here and there and put it in, I guess, to, you know, to modern it up and make it look like it fits in the modern universe. So whatever, I have to accept that. One thing they, they changed was, you know, Aunt May is now, is now hot. She's now hot May. Uh, Marissa Tomei is now playing Aunt May. Well, Albeit she is an older Marissa Tomei, so she's not as hot as she used to be. 
Well, you know, she's she's doing fine. She's doing fine. At least they even uh, joke still, about it. She's still cute. At least they joke about it in the film. They, you know, point out that she is now hot in a. Well, the one thing about Marissa Tomei, and I'll never forgive them, is when I saw the movie The Wrestler, and she finally showed her tatas in there. Mm. They were not how I pictured them. And I was severely disappointed. Almost a little grossed out. I, I think most people were very happy with them. Uh, she sort of got like banana tits. I, I don't like that. Please. Uh, this this please. was that pause was Bill looking away from the microphone and laughing his head off. No, I'm but letting heaven, things heaven, breathe. <laughs> heaven forbid. He, he lets on that. He finds something funny to everybody else. <laughs> please explain banana tits to me. Because the, the image in my head surely doesn't match anything that human anatomy on a, on a female. They're not like the one, they're not like the bananas that I bring into work and eat where they're, they're, they're speckled with brown. That's not what I'm referring to. It's the uh, boomerang curvature shape. Her, and her nipples were a lot bigger. Uh, the areolas, I remember being <laughs> enlarged extremely for such a small person extremely what if I can find it? it just it it's it's not the it was not the master masturbatory picture that i had envisioned all this time in my head how would i find this here um marissa tomei nude the wrestler uh, how does that equate to bananas though i still don't see the banana thing well okay they're not really okay they're not so much but uh i heard it's here if you if you google that and then you pull up images <laughs> were you going for baloney were you going baloney tits is that what you were thinking uh, it's just really weird like they curve okay they're not extreme bananas but they stay they they curve up a bit don't you want that yeah, you but want then that. that's classic. She had massive tic tac nipples. <laughs> you don't want that either? No, I don't like that. Like no, like like uh like fun house pencil erasers. No, I don't like that. Where they're over exaggerated. I don't know. I was just I was just disappointed. I don't I didn't like it. How do I click on this here? Yeah. All right. They're not exactly banana tits, so it's okay. But her uh, areolas and nipples were protruding a little too much for me. Hmm. Like poofy? Is that is that what? Yeah. You're like like they were like uh, like they've been chewed on for about an hour. <laughs> okay. So then Marissa, compare that to Marissa Tomei, Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, homecoming room and images. I guess that's it. Ah, she has some plastic surgery done. Looks like it. You know, the last time I found her really attractive was in, um, what movie was this that she's in? Ah, shit. Oh boy. It's the one what? where she was the reporter. 
Oh, that's what it was. The one with uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, George Clooney, where she was the reporter in it. What's it called again? Political movie. Yeah, I don't remember. Four oh, days she... in May or something. No. Or May sweeps. March. Ides of March. Ides of March. See how I came to that? There you go. Yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, she was smoking hot. I would have I would have eaten those pencil erasers. No problem then. God damn, she was hot there. Hmm. So, uh, Aunt May. Yes. Continue. Uh, <laughs> the Aunt May in the Raimi movies, like, you, I don't think anyone can argue that she was perfect. She was perfect. She, uh, the actress was wonderful and her portrayal of it was perfect. And, you know, she wasn't quite as frail as what I remember her from the comic books, but she was just right. And I, I, I always felt that. <clears throat> Aunt May is part of Peter Parker's character and Spider-Man's um, drive, and especially her being older and frail. Like he's constantly worried about getting back to Aunt May to make sure she's okay. And with Marissa Tomei being of such able body, I feel that kind of takes away a bit of the conflict because it's not like he has to worry about Aunt May being in the house by herself at night kind of thing. Is she going to fall down the stairs? Yeah. She's fine on her own, right? So that's a little thing I had to swallow. Wow. You cannot just enjoy a movie. Well, no, I compromised. I said I, I enjoyed it. I compromised. I don't even think about that. that in the movie. I'd just be like, eh, so they got merciful to me. But First this off, is, it's a movie, is, so who gives a shit? This is my this is my Spider-Man though. This no, is this is my Spider-Man. Spider you, there, there are very few things I remember, like going back as a young gaffer. <sighs> like going back to kindergarten, but I do remember making it back home uh, in the afternoon to watch the uh, 60s Spider-Man cartoon every day. This is something I remember. Spider-Man goes back a long way for me. Listen, um, I watched that too, and I, and I don't have the same reverence that you do. Mind you, I did get more than just one channel at the farmhouse, so I probably <laughs> got to watch more stuff than that. Uh, the problem... I did have with the Raimi films was the uh, like organic uh, web shooters he had that just naturally formed in his wrists. They uh, scrapped that for the new movie and brought back web shooters, which I also think was very important to uh, Spider-Man mythology because it gave him a weakness. He always had to make sure he had uh, web fluid on him. If he ran out of web fluid, he could be in big trouble. Whereas with the organic web shooters, he didn't have to worry about running out. And, uh, of course, then you can make different kind of web fluids and stuff. It just adds to the overall picture of Spider-Man if he has web shooters. It adds to it, but I always thought there was something kind of cool and yet sort of, I don't know if gross is the right word, but just weird about having the uh, internal web shooters. Like it, just, it just seemed kind of awkward that they could have, he could just, tilt his wrist and sort of force out this web from his like this little uh, slit on his wrist. Right. And you mm -hmm. think that was kind of cool? Like, no, I hated cool it. Cool and gross. No, I didn't like it. I was angry with it. Yeah. But if you're to, if and you were to sort of inherit powers of like a, a spider, you would think that you would also have, something like that as opposed to everything just being internal like uh you know spidey sense and then jumping ability and and uh 
Well, he had the things on his uh, fingertips, mm-hmm. right? That allowed him to sort of like walk onto the walls, stick mm-hmm. to the walls. Yeah. Not the same as the internal uh, web. Yeah, no, that, that was cool though. That was, that was interesting because they tried to explain how he's able to grasp onto walls and show us like a nice close up macro of his fingers. I thought that was cool. I just didn't like the, the, the Raimi web shooters, which he defended by saying, look at, we can't expect this kid to invent uh, a web shooting device as well as this synthetic webbing that would be so strong and yet could dissolve and all this. But uh, to me, that's it. It also illustrates how smart Peter Parker is as a as a young scientist with uh, a growing mind that he is able to develop this thing that adds to his character that he could invent his own web shooters. Which one was it that he um, he stole from the, the 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 laboratory the web shooter? Which one was that? You know what I mean? He stole the web fluid. I don't know what you're talking about. What movie did he originally develop or, or have the, uh, the web fluid in, in capsules or whatever? Wasn't that being developed in the, uh, that rich guy's, uh, uh, science division of his building. Oh, was that, was that the one with the lizard? Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't really want to even reference those movies. Well, I can't, I can't well, even remember. I can't even remember. I can't even remember his web situation in those movies. Fuck those movies. All right. So the other thing is um, there's a lot of uh, Tony Stark in this movie, and I was really concerned that, um, as they show you in the trailer, that Tony Stark uh, gives him his uh, spider suit. And so there's a concern I had going in is the whole movie going to be, you know, it's the suit. It's all the suit that does everything. The suit's the big deal. And is the suit taking over too much? Because the great thing about Spider-Man classically is that he was all on board himself. Yeah. He had web shooters, but it's just him and his suit and his abilities, you know, kind of like Superman. And uh, so there is, um, a suit component to this movie that I had to compromise with, but overall I'm still going to say I like the movie. It was a fun adventure and it was done as Marvel does. Yeah, they added humor in appropriate measures, just the right way that Marvel does where it's, where it's just right. They had uh, callbacks to, uh, to uh, the earlier films in the uh, in the universe, as well as callback uh, like pop culture callbacks, I thought were really cool. And um, I'm gonna say overall, it was a good fun ride. Took the kids; they enjoyed it. Um, I like to see Christopher Nolan make a Spider-Man movie. How's that for a segue into your next movie topic? <laughs> what you saw another movie? What was that I, one, Bill? I did see another movie. Oh, who directed that movie, Bill? Now, I'm not a huge uh, Nolan fan or the, the Dark Knight series. Well, because uh, can't all be perfect like me. <laughs> you know, I question things that I see on screen, and there's lots of stuff to question in those movies, no matter how great people think they are. Anyways. It's a, it's a movie, Bill. Shh. Ah! How's that? <laughs> What? what? What was that? 
that's probably my chair. I was at work. You were still on vacation. And uh, I'm like, you know what? This this uh, Dunkirk film, which I've been wanting to see since I first heard it was coming, because I love war movies. And this looked to be like a modern masterpiece for war movies. And I was reading about it and um, how the one thing I got to respect Nolan for, he, uh, he, is, uh, he loves the original medium of film as a medium and uh, traditional filmmaking. He, he doesn't want to go digital. He likes, he likes, you know, celluloid, 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 cellulite, cellulite. And in this movie, like, uh, what was his last movie? Uh, Interstellar. He shot quite a bit on IMAX um, stock. And I did some reading on it. If you look up uh, Dunkirk aspect ratios, there's a huge breakdown on the differences between IMAX and uh, regular 70 mil and uh, 35 mil and how it relates to like eight millimeter film and all that. And he shot, I think it's around 75% of this movie on IMAX full on, uh, film stock, which you, you're only going to be able to see in an IMAX theater. And when you compare it to a regular theater, it's like 40, 40% more image. Well, it's, it's not just, it's, it's just wild. Take a look at aspect ratios for Dunkirk. I knew I had to see this in IMAX if I was really going to experience it. And I was at work. I'm like, why not just stop an IMAX on my way home and check this out? I looked up a couple theaters and saw one that was starting it like basically uh, just a bit after I finished work, if I get there in time uh, in the town of Markham. So I had to go a little bit North from work and uh, got there it's all assigned seating so you pick your pick your seat you don't have to worry about trying to find a seat or anything you just pick your seat it's all assigned seats and uh, sat down for Dunkirk the movie in true IMAX 70 millimeter experience um, I think they said in the states there was only like 31 theaters showing it in full IMAX here in Canada, I don't know how many, but I was lucky to catch this one. And man, I got to tell you, okay, uh, of course I was seduced by the spectacle of an IMAX theater. It is, the screen is so massive and it's completely full and there's zero, well, I won't say zero grain, but there isn't a lot of grain. The just details are stunning. And the sound is just like cannons going off. It is so loud and so immersive. It's like, it's like no other theater experience. I mean, I don't know if it's good or bad, but when I was, when I left that theater, my ears were ringing, but I thought that was great. I loved it. There were times in this movie where I was pinned to the back of my chair and I could feel my heart racing and I'm just watching a movie. That's how crazy this movie was as an experience. You know, I would have, maybe in other movies I had time to think about, uh, you know, uh, character development and story arcs and protagonists and all this and storytelling and how this, you don't have time for that in this movie. You are just punched in the back of your seat 
and you are there for the ride and it is a wild and crazy show it it was really something spectacular you're not bogged down there's they're not going to crowbar in a love story there's no there's a little bit of patriotic speech but not like your usual kind of propaganda war film there's not a lot of that grandstanding going on it's just pure it's pretty much adrenaline for the for the whole movie it is so well crafted uh you get to see multiple sides of the same story as they relate to the greater story um all the while you're engrossed by the spectacle of IMAX at the same time. It, it, it was incredible, man. I can't recommend it enough to people. It's probably, you're probably too late because for shame, they're pulling Dunkirk out of IMAX theaters for the, uh, that Stephen King movie, dark tower movie, which is for shame. But if you yeah, look up that movie, it's gotten poor or poor and horrible reviews too. If Why would they put that up, in IMAX? If you look it up and can find Dunkirk in IMAX, you got to go do it. Just go and check it out. You won't be disappointed. Did I convince you? No. It's too late, you said. <laughs> you said it's too late. I do know what you're talking about, though, about being pinned in your seat. And there is only one movie I can readily think of that I... Or, that may have ever happened uh, to me. And that would have been when I went to the theater and saw saving private Ryan. You're right. The, uh, the gore, the unexpected, unexpected gore and violence and, and just sound driven into mm-hmm. you from that movie, especially when they're, uh, when they're uh, raiding the beach. Yeah. Absolutely. It was just completely, threw me for a loop. I remember I was eating food and I had to stop eat, stop eating. I think it's the only movie where I stopped eating food. I was so, my stomach was just churning, uh, for having all that thrown in my face. Right. But where saving private Ryan stumbles in pacing and, uh, here we go. Here we go. Holy <laughs> fuck. I'm just saying that's not a perfect movie. It has you know, stumbling blocks. There's, there's no such thing as a perfect movie this Dunkirk might be, it was, it was a perfect war movie, man. It well, was really good. All I'm hearing is saying that you think Christopher Nolan's a great director. And then you want to suck his balls. Maybe, maybe after this movie, cause he did it right. I got to give him credit. Maybe you should go back and watch the three Batman movies. <laughs> um, no. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I saw two movies as well, though. I went back deep into the vault for these two movies, one, especially Let's see, can I get you on the screen here so I can see how far your eyes roll back into your head, <laughs> stumbling through the uh, movie channels. And one of them was, uh, showing the lost boys. Mm. So, an oldie, but goodie. No, and, hated uh, it. Loved it. Hated this. Loved it. <laughs> 1987, the lost boys. If no one's ever seen it. Uh, directed by Joel Schumacher. Schumacher did that? Schumacher. Uh, you know, I've heard that before and I still can't believe it. A mother and her two sons moved to a small coast town in California, where, but the town is plagued by bikers and some mysterious deaths. 
younger boys make friends with two other boys who claim to be vampire hunters while the older boy is drawn into the gang of bikers by a beautiful girl. Why, why are we getting a synopsis? We all know. No. It's awful. No. A it lot even, of people don't even know what the hell Lost Boys is. Even got, Lithgow couldn't save that movie. Got a great soundtrack. It's not great. Jason Patrick, Corey Haim, Diane Weist, Barnard Hughes, Edward Herman, Kiefer Sutherland, Jamie Gertz, Corey Feldman. A list of 80s movie stars. If you like that movie, you should check out Fright Night. And then the other movie, which I know you will will approve of, um, came out in 2007. Again, this was on the movie channel, and that's why I caught it. No Country for Old Men. Filmed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've seen that entirely yet. Really? Yeah. I forgot how good it was. Not that I never thought it wasn't good, but... Uh, What's his name there? Javier Bardem, who played uh, Anton Sugar in the movie. Wow, does he do a fucking great job. Even Josh Brolin. Yeah, no, I definitely haven't seen that movie all the way through. Tommy Lee Jones was good in it. The only thing that threw me for a loop again was the ending. I, I'd have to probably rewatch it and maybe actually figure out what they were referring to at the end. But uh, excellent movie. Excellent movie. No Country for Old Men. Hmm. So that's it. You went new and I went old. Usually it's uh, the other way around. Hey, this hitting an IMAX theater after a work day. Uh, I think that's a, I might be doing that more often because it really worked out. And that theater I went to was right beside the 404 too. So I was basically just on my way home after that. Oh, is that the, um, was that at the mall there? I don't know. Some new, it's very new Markham somewhere in Markham. I don't know. It's very new. You just said it's right by the 404. And yeah. And the 407. It's all right around there. It's all new. That's north. It's all very nice. That's way north. Even though I was a minority, but, uh, uh -oh. It was it was still very nice. We all know what Bill means when he says that. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'll let you in on another thing I've been watching while I was getting my work done at work. You know, I got to have something on in the background. I probably spent two 12-hour shifts just watching these straight. There's this giant Star Trek convention in Las Vegas that is either happening right now or happened last week. I don't know. And it's the 30th anniversary of next gen. And there's just tons and tons of panels uh, with all of the stars from all of the Star Trek series from the original uh, next gen deep space nine at a panel Voyager at a panel. There was just like uh, Kate Mulgrew one-on-one -on -one with a, with a moderator. That was great. Uh, Shatner was a one-on-one. -on -one. And then they would have like uh, just two people from a series with a moderator. And then they'd have like entire cast with a moderator. Uh, it was really good. I'll tell you, I'll even tell you who put these up. Um, oh, I lost it. But uh, this one lady, I don't know. She put up all of these panel videos. They're not official 
videos. You know, it's still from the audience, but she did a pretty good job keeping the camera steady and the audio is fine. And, uh, man, I watched them for like two 12 hour shifts. There were so many of them. The next gen one is really good. Uh, Marina, you know, Troy and uh, the doctor Gates McFadden, Yep. Dr. Crusher. They like had a little fight with each other on stage. So that was kind of interesting. You could tell there's a lot of bad blood between those two. It was very interesting to watch that one. Mm-hmm. And of course I love Kate Mulgrew. So uh, watching her. Well, she does her, look like uh, a dude. <laughs> sound like one too. <laughs> well, you know, I have a special place in my heart for Voyager and uh, she was great. Uh, she had a great interview. And uh, the, they had a panel with just um, Brent Spiner and uh, LeVar Burton, just those two. And that is so entertaining. Like those guys are natural uh, entertainers. Very funny. Uh, even though these guys, you can tell, have been doing, you know, these panel type things for years and they get the same stupid questions by people, you know, what's your favorite performance or what's your favorite scene, all that stuff. They still, they'll take that question, but then they'll twist it into some kind of new story that they haven't told before. So it's pretty, it was interesting. I loved it. Uh, The, the, the YouTube channel is by Heather Ferris and she put them all up. Heather Ferris, F-E-R-R-I-S. I think she was at every single panel. So look for uh, Star Trek 2017 Las Vegas. And this was That's the 30, 30th anniversary, you said? Yeah, of uh, TNG, I take it. The only person mm-hmm. missing was, well, obviously you didn't have everybody, but uh, Jonathan Frakes couldn't make it. Oh, really? So they had Patrick how did, uh, Stewart. And how did Patrick Stewart look? Great man, he's spry as anything. Yeah, same with Shatner, you know. He, uh, fuck Shatner, who cares? <laughs> Stewart's the only captain, he's getting on there. Jesus, he is, but yeah, he was very spry. He's, he, he was fine. He had a he had a horse, horsey kind of voice from uh, all the chatting, but uh, yeah, everyone loves uh, Sir Pat Stew. What was your favorite episode of his in the next generation? While you're pondering that, I can tell you mine. <laughs> okay. Just came to me. Uh, I like the one where he, I think it was a two-parter. Uh, he was taken prisoner and being interrogated by, I forget the alien race. Cardassians. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, he's stuck in the room and <laughs> he kept ma- making him want to say, how many lights do you see behind me? And there are two lights and just finally said that right until the end. Remember? Oh yeah. Fuck. That guy could hold a fucking episode by himself. He's so good. Doesn't need any other people. That was awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't pick out a favorite cause there's so many good ones. No. Bullshit. I'll tell you my favorite, uh, Voyager episode. I didn't ask. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to know. I think, I no think it was called, so how could they under even remember what you're talking about? I think it was called the year of hell and it was uh, followed them for a year as they were trying to fight off something, something was happening and it was a big time paradox episode too. And Voyager completely gets hammered and destroyed during it. 
whereas she's the final surviving member of the of the crew kind of thing. Mm, Is that, that one of the really ones one. where then at the end everything just suddenly reverts back to before? Yeah, yeah, because it was a big time paradox thing. Yeah, I love those uh, Star Trek endings, and I love there was another good one. It was all about uh, where the Herogen take over Voyager and start making uh, it, making it a huge holodeck uh, simulation of World War II and stuff because they're trying to uh, rather than uh, take their natural hunting instincts out and killing people in the universe. They're trying to, uh, just like do it to holograms on, on Voyager. And it was a big world war two set piece. Hmm. Yeah. That holodeck was actually a nice, uh, whoever thought of that initially really probably didn't expect it to be that much of a, a factor, I think in, in so many different stories and, and where it could actually expand the universe within that the small confines of that ship. Right. It was just, yeah. It, it just left and just made it, uh, uh, gave them limitless possibilities. Yeah. But I kind of hated it for that reason too, oh, because course. I know you do. I well, you I wanted space exploration. I didn't want to see a Sherlock Holmes mystery or a Robin hood story. Well, or a baseball story from DS nine. You know, I wanted to see space exploration and aliens. Yeah. You, you saw that 80% of the time. There was a lot of holodeck episodes. Well, it kind of made things easier, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, that's good. I may, I might check it out though. I will watch it off work time because when I'm at work, I get paid to work. Well, so, okay. I'll expect you know, you will have some time there on your own the next couple of weeks. What? So what's going on? The shows you don't watch while I'm, uh, while you're there by yourself, you're bailing on me. When I come I have, back, you won't be there. I have to have a couple days of vacation too. You know, you're off all of next week. Uh, right. Okay. So you already know. There you go. Are you off the following week too? Mm, no. Okay. So I won't see you for two days. <laughs> what are you going to do for two days? I will say that there's another week coming up. I wanted that next week, but of course they couldn't grant it to me. Only Joe gets five weeks off in a row. I have to have little staggered weeks here and there. So I don't only Joe gets that stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, let's finish off. Cause yeah, it's uh it's it's tickle the the uh tickle the balls of the berry game exchange one more time before we end in this episode. You are gonna be a dealer. That's true. Yep, you, I'm gonna have a table. You forbade me from putting any of my stuff on your table. No, I didn't. In fact, I invite you to because there's gonna be lots of room on my table. It's a little late now. No, it isn't. I asked you before I go, so is, is there any chance of me putting some stuff on your table? I don't know. I'm going to be pretty full. So <laughs> no, that didn't, happen. no, that didn't happen. Where's the heads up? I'm telling you right now. I yeah. did tell you, but you didn't answer your tweets. This is, uh, three days before the show. Yeah. So get some shit ready. I don't have any, uh, 
presentation platforms made signs I, I signs i don't have any of that just wait throwing a shoebox what do you want from me i don't have displays it's all about presentation multi <laughs> multi-level presentations on the table i don't have any of the, that kind of stuff go to do buy that it. go buy it <laughs> go buy it i'm not no i have some price stickers for you if you if you need price stickers mm. But yeah, I totally invite you to uh, add some stuff. Great. Well, wait now. Nope. All right, let's wrap this up. People want to uh, move on to something else. They've had enough STC. Uh, come on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Oh. Sorry about the banana talk earlier. This episode brought to you by <laughs> Media Mavens. How do you know? <laughs> I hope not, because I don't think they'd be happy with the banana talk. Well, you told me to say it. So look, <laughs> it's not my fault. I just do what Bill tells me to say. <laughs> just like, remember to subscribe to STC Pod on youtube.com slash start to continue. You can follow Bill on Twitter at STC Pod. More importantly, check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Bookmark stcpod.com. Listen to us on iTunes or in the search STC Pod. If you're listening to us, why not check out some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. And as always, thanks for everybody for tuning in every Friday, which is when we post our new episodes. Bill, can they buy anything off of us? Sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. If you like some STC branded stuff, you can go to teespring.com slash STC pod and look at our store there. T-shirts, mugs stickers signed autographed pictures of joan bell and uh and if you're shopping at amazon make sure to go to stc pod first go to our website and click on the amazon links there full disclosure we are part of their affiliate program so anything you buy through our links we get a tiny commission for and we appreciate it but it won't cost you anything extra so that's cool okay take it away joe you get to put your little your little uh your little music back in that was so absent from before was that not in last week's episode no because it wasn't a tiffany episode uh, i missed the sweet sounds of that fire red bush post it and post it
think we're 